Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? My name is Quincy. Another edition of the Talk to Q Radio Show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And tonight we will get crystallized like we normally do, discuss current events and trending topics, and we will also get into fighting. You know, we all have disagreements from time to time, but some folks really know how to push your buttons. In those cases, what do you do? Sometimes do you have to just jack someone's jaw just to get an understanding? Well, tonight we'll discuss when you have to fight and if there are rules to fighting, you know, um, and things of that nature. But first, before we get into all of that, let me explain to you how this show works for those who may be new to it or have forgotten. This show is a platform for you, the callers, the chat room participants, the social networkers. All of you have the opportunity to voice chat or tweet your opinions to me and be heard worldwide and completely uncensored. Because here on T2Q, there are no experts, just opinions. Unlike most shows where you simply just listen to the host talk on and on, I allow you the opportunity to speak your mind. You can join my show legends each episode and discuss a wide range of things like relationships, current events, sports, politics, and more. This show is very informal by design because, let's face it, my style is very unorthodox in nature. The topics are random but they're relevant with what's going on in the world today. The call-in number to step on your soapbox is 347-202-0215. That's 347-202-0215. If you decide to call in and you get the urge to voice your opinion, then after you connect, simply hit one on your dial pad. That lets me know that you're ready to speak, and it places you in the host queue. And please mute your phone if you're not speaking at the time because background noise picks up easily over cell phones and headsets. Now, another way you can contribute to the show is to follow me on Twitter at TalkToQ. 
There is a live tweet chat that occurs during the show, and you can respond to some of the same questions that I'm asking over the air in most cases. Please search and use hashtag T2Q to read and respond to all show tweets. If you want to learn more about me, the show, or the show legends, then journey on over to TalkToQ.com. And if you can't listen to the entire show live, then you can find T2Q on iTunes and just pick up where you left off. Maintenance complete. T2Q radio show number 727 out of 750 will start right up to a word from the Crystal Show. Listen to The Crystal Show for celebrity gossip, amazing interviews, musical guests, and the most fun to be had on internet radio. Check out the past and new podcasts at thecrystalshow.com. I go on and on, can't understand how I last so long. I must have the superpowers, last 223,000 hours. My thanks to thecrystalshow.com for always being down by law with T2Q. 347-202-0215 is the number on the Talk to Q radio show. Uh, just a little programming update. I will, we will not be getting crystallized this evening. Um, unfortunately, Crystal is unable to call in, and you can't get crystallized about Crystal. So we'll just jump right into our topic as I go to the phone line, to the 850 area code, to the Emerald Coastline of Pensacola, Florida. To welcome on the man in black making his way to the rain. Buck, what's going on, man? What up, what up? How's everybody doing this evening? Doing well, bro. What's going on with you? Man, living just enough for the city. (laughs) (laughs) I hear you, man. I hear you. All right. So, yeah, so Crystal's not going to be able to make it in, but, uh, you ought to just you ought to just play the crystallized music just so everybody can get booked one time. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I should. Yeah. I, I I should play the crystallized music yep. just in her honor. It's time to get crystallized. Get booked. Yeah, that was good. You know what, I man? I got to hear that one more time, man. It's time to get crystallized. Yeah, one more time. Come on. 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 Q and me are probably both too. I know I'm dancing. I know his ass. Yeah, y'all just can't see oh, it because we're on radio. Man. <laughs> absolutely, man. Absolutely. We are clowning, and anybody that knows us, that you know, we used to clown in the cars. I'm gonna say this on line, on on air, but like we'd be in the car riding somewhere, and we pull up the light, and we both be dancing and shaking the whole damn car. So I know that's what he was doing on his side. I've known him long enough. And I know he know I was doing it on my side. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we roll. That's how we roll. So yeah, she's having issues with her phone, so if she gets a chance, we might be able to reach her. Uh, so I'm corresponding with her. Now, in the meantime, man, um, 
heard y'all got another hurricane that could be heading towards your state. Not really worried about it. I mean, it's going to hit that curve. See, a lot of things, you don't have to be a meteorologist, but if you pay attention to the weather long enough, you learn certain little quirks about things. Since since uh, the first hurricane kind of hit that loop kind of going north, it did hit Florida and hit the middle of Florida coming in. But Jose, it, it's hit that hook and starting going up the east coast. Well, Maria's going to do the same thing, but not before it runs through some islands first. So we'll keep an eye on it, but really not to concern Maria. I know it's huge. I mean, it, it's it's the pressure in the middle bars are just outstanding. I mean, 175 mile an hour sustained winds. I mean, that's that's a lot, but you know, just just the times we're living in, global warming. Our president needs to kind of pay attention because I think I think Mother Nature is getting here. Should be anyway. Okay. All right. You hear me? You hear the ringing? Hello. Uh yes, ma'am. Hello? Speak to Miss Crystal Hickerson, please. This is me. From the five one seven area code, the Moser City of Detroit. The author The show legend Miss Crystal Hickerson What's going on Chris? Thank you, how are you? Doing great Good Alrighty then So can we get Crystallized? It's time to get crystallized So I just totally put her on the spot. I don't know if she's prepared or not. <laughs> okay. I just like hearing the music. Okay. Third you just like hearing the music? Time. Yeah. All right. Well, okay, everyone. Hello. I'm Chris Ferguson, and this is Get Crystallized, and here's your trending report. Uh, the first thing we have going on is a powerful 7.1 magnitude earthquake that struck in Mexico, killing over 60 people. And... Today's earthquake struck at the 32nd anniversary of another major disaster in 1985, and only a few days after, or last week, two weeks ago, the 8.1 magnitude quake that killed over 90 people in Mexico. So we're pretty much at Armageddon right about now. Mm -mm. There's all kinds of things going on. I mean, um, I don't know what, I mean, aside from, you know, weather incidents and things of that nature, I don't know what it's been like in your respective cities, but crime has been stupid here in Jackson, Mississippi. I mean, people Mm -hmm. getting stabbed at, I mean, this old man, 60, 60 years old at the gas station. You know, apparently, minding his own business, someone rolls up and stabs him. We have a guy who's going around wearing a Jason mask, shooting at people, like he's Jason from Friday the 13th. We had a guy that stabbed his his girlfriend at a hotel. I mean, it's just all kinds of craziness going on in this world. Well, it's usual here in Detroit, so. (laughs) Wow. You know, whatever. Okay. Um, <laughs> That's what they call Thursday. 
Right. So, whatever. Uh, oh, speaking of killing, Trump has vowed to totally destroy North Korea. Um, he made his first address today to the United Nations General Assembly. And, of course, he has thrown out his usual rhetoric. And what he had to say today was that no nation on earth has an interest in seeing this band of criminals arm itself with nuclear weapons and missiles. So the United States has great strength and patience, but if it is forced to defend itself or its allies, we will have no choice but to totally destroy North Korea. He calls Kim Jong-un the rocket man. <laughs> that pretty I funny. mean, I didn't know whether to laugh at some of the things he was saying <laughs> or, you know, run for the hills. I mean, Damn. (laughs) So if if we're not at Armageddon, I think that Trump is basically trying to start Armageddon. And he thinks that, you know, that Kim Jong-un has some sort of suicide wish, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't don't get the guy. I mean, and, uh, but I mean, some of the language that, that Trump uses totally destroy and might and fury and I'm like dude are you a president or an X-Man what, what are you getting this this language from you know but I, I just think that I mean what, do you think that North Korea has intentions of really shooting like a missile at Guam or over here in the United States I mean I know they're doing it for a reason and despite all of the threats they're not stopping what do you think their end game is I don't know. I mean, I really don't. I mean, first of all, Kim is, 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 he's very much very similar to Trump in a lot of ways. You know, he's childish and he, uh, of course, the difference between Kim and um, Trump is that he, Kim Jong-un has like millions of followers, literally. I mean, his people think he's a god over there and they have been indoctrinated since birth. You know, since birth, they've, they've been taught to hate Americans and everybody else, really, anybody who's not them. So it's quite interesting. You oh, I thought I heard about ready to say something. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a complete idiot. I mean, me, I mean which one? Just, I don't understand. <laughs> Both of them. Okay. We already know, we already know, you know, John Juan, whatever that fool name is, we already know he, he's stupid. And if the people didn't already know Trump was stupid, they know now. So um, the bottom line of it is, is that, I mean, the thing that uh, Wu doesn't understand is that if he even thinks about throwing a bomb this way, shooting one over this way, Trump will unleash, like, you know, the wrath on top of him. So he doesn't realize what kind of game he's playing. Um, I, I think he, you know, he doesn't think that Trump, Trump will actually, you know, go ahead and drop that ball, but he will do it. So, uh, you know, he's showing, he's flexing his muscles, talking about he got this, and you know, we got, he got interballistic missiles and all this crap. But he, what he doesn't realize, he playing with somebody equally as crazy as he is, if not crazier. So, it would not, he will wipe that whole damn country off the planet. If he even thinks about shooting one, so it's you know it's getting to the point, it's getting critical now where 
you know, look like some of our allies may, or, you know, even some people that used to be allies of him are actually thinking about doing something. So, cause he's, he's kind of got everybody pissed off right now. So, you know, he had to be, he had to be careful that somebody else other than the United States, you know, Russia has kind of showed a little bit of force a few weeks ago. Japan has showed a little bit of force as well. So, you know, he's kind of got everybody in uproar. So I don't think he realizes how, how deep he's gone in, but, you know, he's trying to play it all the way. But, you know, if he, if he pushed that button, he won't be pushing it again ever because, unfortunately for him and all of his people, they'll be wiped off the planet. Oh, yeah, it'll be Lake North Korea for sure. And are either of you surprised Trump hasn't sent anything over there? Because this is the guy who I thought the first time someone even rolled their eyes at him, he would – send a missile to their house. No, I'm not surprised he hasn't done it yet. No. Uh, I'm not surprised either because it actually, because it didn't go through him, he does have to, you know, yeah, he could sign an executive order to have it done, but he still has to go through the House and Senate. He really doesn't, you know, he can't just say drop a bomb without approval with, you know, chief of staff and those type people, so I'm not, I'm not surprised he didn't drop me on. He's got a big mouth, but his ass can't cash it. I agree. Okay. And speaking of ass, um, Kevin Hart. <laughs> <laughs> nice little segue. Thank you, Buck. Uh, well, first of all, we all know that uh, we've heard him over and over again. I decided not to play a clip of that because, damn, I've heard it like a million times, of Kevin um, apologizing to his wife. And, of course, the only reason why he's apologizing is because there's an extortionist out there trying to, you know, get money from him, which, of course, is illegal. So the police are, are on it, and they are looking for this person. Now, they believe that this person could very well be the woman that uh, Kevin was shown sleeping with, um, with this video or whatever that has now surfaced. Um, in case you missed it, <laughs> Kevin Hart partied with a woman who is now the center of this sexually explicit video. How this happens nowadays, I have no idea. Um, But anyway, uh, for an entire weekend last month, and uh, the month, I think it was all of August, that they were, you know, kind of hanging out or whatever, um, we've learned that her name is Montia Savage, or Savage, or Savage, I'm not sure how you pronounce that, but anyway. She is what's called a traveling stripper. And I didn't know that they had a, traveling a travel strippers. Stripper. Yeah, I mean she goes from club to club to club to club. You know, she doesn't have well, her own, you know, an own club. So they're traveling strippers. Like a traveling a nurse. Yeah, like a traveling nurse. I've heard okay. of traveling prostitutes. I knew that was the <laughs> thing, but um, I didn't know strippers were a thing. But I guess. Then so. why not? I guess it. Yeah. Oh yeah, sure. And anyway, she's 27. Um, so hopefully she probably won't be traveling much longer. <laughs> you get that 30 mark, you know. Um, but anyway, she's 27. She lives in Long Beach, California. Um, she met Kevin in Vegas um, back last month in August. And um, he, Kevin has said that he's never met her before, since before that incident, and that after this taping or whatever, he has never talked to her since. Now, today, Kevin and his wife, Iniko, um, 
as we all remember just, what, about a month or so ago, probably when all this was going down, and Nico came out and she was really pissed at um, Kevin's ex-wife. Um, and so we all thought that was kind of hilarious, tell her to just, you know, sit down in your million-dollar house and shut the fuck up. So this is what actually what she's decided to do now that all this has come out. She's realized, okay, I'm going to stick by my man. So they spotted together today um, out and about in California and, you know, going to eat lunch. She didn't look very happy, but um, when TMZ spotted them down or, you know, Kevin was like, this is a family moment <laughs> or whatever. And, um, and that was all you know, that he said, but she's still wearing her ring. So she is, and I think she did make a statement saying that she will, you know, she's not going to get divorced. She's, you know, with her husband. I'm like, of course, you know, she's like, what, eight months pregnant? Yeah. Right. And I'm like this. I don't give a damn. This is Kevin Hart. He has like millions upon millions upon millions of dollars. I ain't going nowhere. Okay. You want to have your little fling? or whatever, then I don't give a shit, okay, because my check will still be cash like a bitch. And, yeah, the more slings you have, the bigger my diamonds will get, and I'm going to spend money on bullshit just because of your shit. Now, this is going to cost you. He's going to have to fork up. I don't know what kind of house they're living in now, but he may have to buy me a stupid house for my kid and kids or whatever, I'm going to ching-ching a little bit more on him for that. And, yeah, if I decide to walk away whenever that happens, I'm going to walk away with just about everything. So, fuck you, Kevin. Yeah, he you know, he really <laughs> fucked himself on this one. But anyway, um, so, yeah, so he came out and he said, I'm sorry, and all this stuff. But uh, mainly, I'm sure his ex-wife, which name escaped me right now, but um, I'm sure she's sitting back laughing her ass off. (laughs) And it's like, karma is a bitch, ain't it, bitch? Because I don't care what you said, you were with him while we were married, so fuck you. You know, you get what you, you know, you get what you say, you know, she totally made her bed, but whatever, I wouldn't care either. I wouldn't care either way. I'm the wife. Just like she got the money, I'm going to get some money, too, so I wouldn't care. But anyway, <laughs> I'm Crystal Hickerson, and for more of Top Trending Reports, go to GetCrystallized.net and join me at CrystalHickerson.com and follow me on all of my social media. Back to you, Q. All right. Thank you very much, Chris. I appreciate that. And um, it was something that I saw on your website that I was going to ask you about. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think of what it was. Oh, really quick. Can you brief us on the story about the eight-year-old boy in New Hampshire? Oh, Something about um um eight year old boy who was a victim of an attempting attempted lynching or something. Oh yeah, that's right. This was something that was really unfortunate. Um, 
think about was it last week, the kid, he was playing with these kids outside at school. Um, I, I don't know if it was after school, probably, or whatever. They were in a, a playground area. And uh, kids, as in preteens and teens, so, you know, he's, was, he was eight, but the, the kids were like, um, you know, kind of a, like 12, 13, uh, 16, I think was the oldest, if I'm not mistaken. And, but anyway, they were all playing. Now the, the kid is, he is mixed. He's half white, half, you know, half black. Um, these other kids were all white. And so they were, I don't know, playing something by a tree they said it was an accident because for some reason he put the noose around his neck. So I don't know if they were playing some sort of like scare game or something. I don't uh-huh. know what was going on. I don't know what would make him do that. But anyway, now his sister was with him and his sister, um, you know, was basically telling him, you know, don't do it. What are you doing? You know, whatever. So maybe they were kind of, you know, kind of make him do something or whatever, and he was trying to fit in or something. Who knows? But anyway, when he did get up on the pedestal or whatever they had, one of the kids kicked away the chair or whatever was he was standing on, and then it, oh, he was man. hanging, you know, and so he was able to get free himself, and they didn't help him, and his sister was screaming. His sister, I think, was a little older than him. Like, I think she was around 12, 13 or whatever. And she was screaming, and but he was luckily able to free himself from, you know, the noose. He, he probably still had his hands there, you know, mm-hmm. or something. But, um, but yeah, so he, you know, he was able to free himself, and he was he fell to the ground, and you know, and you know they called nine one one, and you know got him out of there. Now the police seemed to have felt that this was just an accident that the kids were playing this game and it just went wrong. So that's kind of where it is right now. Of course, the mother is um, very upset and, you know, wanting to sue everybody and get these kids put in jail or whatever. But we'll see where it goes, you know, still watching this. That's crazy. That's crazy. Okay. I was just curious about that. I appreciate the info on that. Let me go to the eight six five area code, the volunteer state of Tennessee. To welcome on Tennessee Rich. What's happening, man? What's going on? Not too much. How you doing? Man, taking it easy, man. Taking it easy. All right. We'll go ahead and get into this topic. And discussing fights. You know, just want to get into a few things. So I'm gonna start with a simple question and Crystal, I'm gonna start with you. How many fights have you had in your life? <laughs> wow. Physical a fights. A lot. <laughs> Mostly with men. Um, oh, Lord. Oh, no, seriously. Those are really the only people I've fought with. I think I had one fight with a girl in middle school. And when I was living in New York as a little kid, I used to get beat up all the time when I moved, but I fought my way out. <laughs> and so after that, after my first day, then I would be okay because they just wanted to see if you were a fight or not. So, you know, that's New York for you. But um, but I guess real fight was, you know, 
when I was older, much older. So, a lot. Okay. <laughs> Buck, what about you? Yeah, I've been in a few. I mean, I don't know the exact number, but I've been in a few. All right, DR or TR? Now, what was the question? How many fights have you been in? Physical fights? Yeah. Or verbal, like? Uh, Physical. Man, God. Man, it's, it's, it was a lot, man. A lot. Man, you and Chris will throw down, huh? <laughs> man, I lived in an all-white neighborhood, man. I, I had a little brother when we first moved in. It was all out combat because these these some bitches was bass bass boat trolling motherfuckers and and musket bearing motherfuckers shooting quail and shit like that. You know what I mean? So. <laughs> so when I first moved in, the motherfuckers was throwing mud mud balls and shit at us, man. Me and my brother had to straighten that shit real quick. You know, it it was an uphill battle for a while for some years, but I got them straightened out. They kept trying because they they just didn't want to let it go that I was whooping their ass. So they kept trying to get a new one to come in. You know. Okay. Uh, yeah. Oh boy, that man said they broke out muskets. <laughs> you know you know what I'm talking about. They got some damn fishing rods in the back of the truck and a damn twenty two rifle sitting in the motherfucking window. You know what I'm <laughs> <laughs> My man moved in next to Pilgrims. I know, I know exactly what you're talking about. And yeah. so Crystal, is it necessary at times for verbal disagreements to resort in punches being thrown? I mean, sometimes do you just have to fight in order for it to, things to work out or there's some understanding to be had? Well, I think, um, well, in my situations, like I said, most of my fights have been with men. So it's, in other words, it was a relationship situation. So, yeah. Um, I didn't usually win those fights, that's for sure. But... Um, in a relationship, no, you should not end in fist fights, actually. But, um, yeah, sometimes, you know, what are you going to do? I mean, you know, someone's trying to beat your head in, you got to fight for survival. But as far as, um, you know, regular situations where you're just arguing with somebody, you know, um, no, it should never get to a point where you have to hit somebody. I mean, just leave the situation, you know. Mm-hmm. Right, but some people are stupid, you know. And see, what I can't stand is a talker, someone who just keeps talking and talking and talking. You know, it's like shut the fuck up. I hate that, you know. And yeah. Some, and I know there's some people who are just like that. They just love to. They can't. They have to have the last word, all that kind of shit. You know, I can't stand that. You know, so. But other than that, yeah, I don't think I don't think things some things just really aren't that serious. Yeah, I've met some punching bags in my life too. <clears throat> People, a um, couple of guys I can think of who knew they couldn't win the fight, or even after they had lost the fight, they still kept running their mouth. They still kept running their mouth, and they just 
Guns for, for punishment, I guess. I don't know. But, Buck, where's the worst place to get into a fight? A physical fight. I would say in a crowd. I mean, because if you, I mean, we we probably it's at some point have all seen a, a fight work out in a crowd, and people start either people start running, and sometimes people start joining in the fight. So, if you're too close to where the fight begins, you in you don't get involved in the fight. You may not get out. You know, you may be an innocent bystander. You know, to whatever is thrown that way, whether it be a punch, whether it may be a knife stab or chair being thrown or whatever. So, you know, I know I've been in clubs where people have gotten, you know, getting in. And, you know, being in a club, in a crowded club, and seeing a fight break out, you know, it's just not, you know, it's not really, you know, you trying to find the exit. So it's just uh, it's not a good look to be in a situation like that. All right, Tennessee Rich, where, where do you think the worst place to get into a fight is? Man, he he just described it. Cause if it, like most times, take this other motherfuckers hype, man. They the ones that's rowdy anyway, they gonna start getting in it. You know, the ones that's got some sense are gonna try to hit the door, but. You know, you're going to have them that's going to start trying to jump in and just get some licks in on people and shit just because they're rowdy. Right. <laughs> so you got to get the hell on way around. If you're caught in the middle of it, like you said, if you're caught in, in right close to it, you might be fucked. <laughs> yeah. Wrong place, yeah. wrong time. Yeah, that yeah. that or jail. That's <laughs> I was going to say the police yeah. station, yeah. Oh, hell yeah. The police, in the police car. There you go. That's the worst <laughs> damn place. Because you know your ass is finna get, I'll probably get killed. Right. <laughs> so, so, Crystal, let's look at this from a parenting point of view. How do you teach your kids when and when not to fight? Well, I mean. Um... Or do you just teach them not to fight? No. No. I mean, you know, you can't just. Let somebody walk all over you, you know, situation. So, but I remember, well, my daughter never had that issue. Because I remember one time she was, um, you know, she would always be getting into trouble or, you know, it would always be like this whole fight situation. And so I was like, I sat down and I was like, well, if you're being, you know, bullied, if anyone is, you know, doing Uh this to you, you have to talk to me. And then she started laughing. <laughs> and then I realized, she's a goddamn bully. So I had to change the conversation. <laughs> uh, so, um, so I had to turn it around. And then the only way she stopped her ratchetness was um, when she realized that she almost didn't get into a school because um, she was trying to get into this really nice school, a high school. And she almost didn't get in because of her record. Mm. <laughs> so, you know, they were like, uh, wait a minute. <laughs> Can't have these kind of people at our beautiful, you know, high school. So so she had to, um, you know, we had to do some convincing that she would not be doing that 
at this school, <laughs> you know, if you'll calm down and whatever. So sometimes you have to tell them not to fight because if this is something that they naturally do, they naturally, you know, go to that or whatever. Um, it can be because of their personality uh, or if they're really small, you know, that's why you get the whole Napoleon thing. Um, yeah. Some kids feel they have to fight in order or have to prove themselves in order mm-hmm. for people to leave them alone or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think you have to know your kids and you have to know the situation. And um, sometimes you need to tell them that it's not get into certain shit and around certain kinds of people because especially nowadays, it used to be where you could fight and then that would be the end of it once, you know, it's over. Yeah, you'd be free of that. And everything's fine. But nowadays, little punks, they don't fight anymore. You know, uh-huh. it's fight and then they go and get a gun or something or go get whoever who has one. You know, just kind of shouldn't they come back. Which is, you know, whatever. It's so you have to be careful be about that kind of shit. Okay. And, but what about you, man, from a male's point of view? How do you teach your kid when and when not to fight? I mean, you, you, the way I taught my boys was very simple. You defend yourself. I said, you have to be, I said, but you got to be smart about it. Um, the oldest one and the youngest one understand that. The middle one just had a bigger mouth than those two. And <laughs> usually, the oldest one had to bail the middle one out. So, and Sean has typically, Sean Jr. typically has not got in the, into those issues yet, um, even though he's 17, which that's good. Um, but, you know, I always tell him to defend themselves. I said, you know, laws is justified. Um, well, Sean did get in trouble one year uh, for picking on a kid a little bit smaller than him. He actually picked him up and threw him in a, um, in a toy bin that then snatched him out of that and threw him in a locker and closed the locker. He got suspended for three days. <laughs> so, uh, and all because the kid, the kid was a first grader. Sean was actually in second grade, so he got mad at him. And you know, when you got two older brothers, you know the older brothers always teach the the youngest one, so he won't get picked on how to fight. So they don't understand at that young age when to fight and when not to fight. You know, especially when you're typically bigger than all the rest of the kids. Right, um, you fight when you think you can win. Kind of, yeah, so, I mean, first of all, to throw the kid in the damn toys was one thing, but then snatch his ass up and throw him in the locker and close it. I'm like, shit, I'm going like, well, that's ruthless. I said, your ass needs to be suspended. I said, and the kid didn't throw a punch. I said, you did all the punching. I said, you got to get your ass for that. There's a time and place for everything. That was, there's no time for that. But, um... You gotta you gotta teach them how to defend themselves, but you also have to teach them discipline too. Because if your child is bigger than all the other kids, you don't want them to be somebody that bullies other kids or somebody that imposes their will on others. Kids. You know, you know, you don't want them imposing wheels on other kids. You know, like I'm bigger than you, you better do this, you better do that, whatever. Well, right. You don't want that. So give me that much money. You, know, you got it. Yeah. You know, you got to teach them some discipline so that way, if they are bigger, they use it, you know, wisely. So you do have to teach them. I mean, back in the day, you know, this is the way we were taught, and I'm quite sure your dad said the same thing at some point. But 
my dad said, you know, don't don't come home with your ass whooped because you're gonna get another ass whooping if you if you lost. Yeah, the fight. I heard that. So he said, if you go get if you get if you're gonna get in the fight, your ass better win, and it, you know you better be just you better be justified why you beat his ass, and you know you might not get your ass whooped if you get suspended, but if you get your ass whooped and you lose, I mean you lose, then you're gonna get another one when you get to the house. So you know there is a there is a time and place for everything. But in today's time, I don't think fighting is really something that you want to do, especially depending on where your kid may go to school. Because, like Crystal said earlier, um, kids don't fight anymore. You know, they they pretend like they're gonna forget it and they go home and steal daddy's gun or brother's gun or whatever, and bring it back and shoot up the whole damn school, including you. So, yeah, you really you really need to kind of talk to your kids and kind of tell them, you know. You have to use a little bit of diplomacy now, probably more than you ever have, because the dawn of the day where you kick somebody's ass and then you go down to the local hamburger joint and hang out and shake shake hands or go to Lost Rapid or go to Mario's, what like we had back home, and be friends with the joke you just kicked his ass. Them days over, you know. So you got to use a little bit of diplomacy, a whole lot of diplomacy now, when you when you having a disagreement with somebody else. No doubt, man. No doubt. And um, I just think that all in all, that when it comes to teaching kids, it's, it's very delicate, especially these days. Uh, Tennessee, Rich, is there ever a good time? Well, there always is a good time for anything, I guess. But when is there a good time to throw the first punch? What will make you throw the first punch in a fight? Man. They, they will have to have uh, a person will have to have have touched me. I they have to they have to. I don't man. I tell you what. If I knew that I was just gonna have to fight, I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm just gonna go ahead and hit them. I, I I'm not. If I'm that mad, I'm not saying nothing. There's no need to talk. I'm just gonna hit your ass. So basically, probably when the fight starts, it's just if I'm gonna fight any fight that I'm gonna. It's, it's get ready to start, and I'm involved. I'm gonna hit you first. I'm not gonna let you hit me first. I'm hitting first for any fight that I'm in. I'm surprising you. I'm coming because I'm not saying shit. When I start getting quiet and my my eyes start watering, I'm finna hit you. I'm finna hit you. So I, I just say every fight that I've ever been in, I'm hitting first. It, there's nothing that's gonna make. It's just automatic. Okay. And Crystal, what about you? When's, uh, what's going to make you throw the first punch in a fight? Throw the first punch. <laughs> I usually don't throw punches. punch. I usually throw stuff. Um, okay. You know, like whatever's next to me. Uh, because I'm not fighting, you know, someone fair, usually, like I'm saying. <laughs> I don't fight women, you know. So it's usually a guy that I'm fighting. So I can't fight there. So, you know, I have to pick up something. <laughs> That's usually what I do. <laughs> so what Who makes me do that? I don't, to I don't know. Fighting like that. <laughs> oh, just guys that I've, I've dated back in the day, you know, well, not that far back actually, but you know, I stopped all that. <laughs> um, <laughs> I kind of, those kind of relations, but I've been in those kind of relations. Yeah. You, you know, yeah. I, 
know you want to. Well, memo to all that. guys in Michigan: Do not piss Crystal off. Crystal off if you're anywhere near a brickyard. <laughs> or anything, shit, or in the kitchen. She's a that's that's them, a best bet. Down there ain't even thinking about going around her ass because they know she's gonna throw them things. <laughs> Oh, I'm throwing oh. whatever the fuck I can get my hands on. Oh, oh, fuck oh. it. I mean, if we get to, we get to that point, you know, fuck it. You know, it's either me or him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. But what about you? What what would make you throw the first punch? Uh, you know, for me, you know, it, it depends on you know what is said or how you say it. I mean, for me, I'm old school. But so, you missing you know, my, I, my name wrong. I'm throwing first punch. You know, if I'm old school, so my thing is, first of all, it, it, it takes it takes a lot to get me pissed off anyway. But once you get me there, you're gonna need the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marine because I'm I'm gonna get on your ass and I ain't coming off. I'm gonna be shit out you. So you know, it just it just really depends. I'm I mean, sun and lighting every single time. That shit is all in the nutshell. But, um, you know, it just really depends. I mean, sometimes, you know, you say something, and it might rub you the wrong way, but you kind of let it go. But then if this is somebody who irritates you for a long time, you're the hell back, you're the hell back, and then they just say something they just said on the wrong day, I'm not going to give them a chance to throw a punch. They they talking shit, I'm just going to knock them the fuck out, point blank. So it just it just depends on what they say and how they say it. And you say it the wrong way, then you're going to be waking up on a gurney. <laughs> uh, well, I um, I don't know what would make me throw the first punch. I mean, back in the day, like when I was in college, if you disrespected my woman, I felt like I had to hit you. You know, I, not, not that I didn't want to, but it's kind of like, you know what, you, you kind of got to, like it's in the rule book. But uh, I don't know what make a person do that. What would make me do that now? It would, t- it, would, it would take something. I guess if I thought that you were like a real threat or like if, if it's more than one of you, if it's two or three people and y'all getting close up on me and I realize I got to fight all three of you, then I might throw the first punch in the end just to try to take one of them out. But uh, other than that, I would try to wait for the first punch, I think. But, I think right, so let's break this I'm not waiting first. I think any fight, if you were getting ready to get in a fight, you shouldn't think you should just go ahead and knock their ass. Just go ahead and go at it because if you yeah. don't, they're going to get you first. That's the way I always do it. it. I don't wait. There's no talking. Just as soon as I see it get ready to happen, bam, I'm on it. It's over. I don't want to be doing this a long time. I just want to get your ass down to a compromised position where you can say yeah. I'm done. And and yeah. that's why if I sense a fight coming, I don't. It's no. There's no need in waiting. Just go ahead and hit them and get it. Get it on. Let's let's go. That's the best way to do it. Do it. Okay. <laughs> All right. So let's look at this from a, from a relationship standpoint. And let me start with the guys first. Uh, Tennessee, if if your woman gets in a fight and she starts losing. Do you break the fight up? Do you help her out? Or do you just let it continue? It's according to the if it's a disadvantage or not. Uh if if it's uh equal if it's equal fight, you know, fair fight, then you know, you just gotta take she gotta let her take her lumps. 
you know. What do you call a fair fight? fight? Like if it's one on one, if if she find a fat chick, one on one, you know, and and it seems like they're about the same equal, you know, body mass and all that. Then okay, you know, go ahead. If you get your ass beat, you just get your ass beat. You know, you gotta take it like I would. But if it looks like it's a double team, or maybe the girl's just bullying her because she's big, now I'll step in and say, no, we ain't gonna do this. You know. Try to save her a little bit, but you know if it's a fair situation, hey, you you gotta you gotta handle your own, just like I would. If if her man came up to me, you ain't finna jump in. I got to handle that. You heard me. So you know y'all got to fight. Women have to fight just like we do. If if she made that woman angry, uh, you know then that's her situation, not mine. I love her and everything. Don't get me wrong, but you know that <laughs> there's a line that you can't cross. All right, Buck, what okay. about you? Rules man? of the WWE. <laughs> same situation, Buck. Your, your woman's in a fight, and she's losing. Do you break up the fight? Do you help her out? Do you let it continue? What do you do? Well, I actually had this happen. Um, when me and my ex-wife first got together, um, ex-wife had gotten a little toasty, and um, these guys kept coming up. Messing, you know, messing around. So she got mad and started throwing punches. And um, I'm like, "What the hell are you doing?" You know, and started fighting. So I, um, she was she was trying to throw punches like a guy. I actually had to break it up. The guy wasn't winning, but still, just the bottom line of it was the way she was acting. You know, I didn't want it, I didn't want her to hurt, get hurt herself, break her hand, or anything like that. Um, you know, I, I broke it up, and I actually picked her up. And carried her and put her in a room and locked her in it. And I was like, you're not coming out till you calm your ass down. I said, you're going to fool around and get, you know, get yourself in trouble, have the cops coming and all that. So you don't need that. Because she, she, my ex-wife is aggressive. So it was kind of funny. It was comical after the fact, but it wasn't funny when it was happening. But um, I broke it up. So and she don't back down. She ain't but five or six, but she don't, she don't back down from shit. So... You know, you kind of—I had to kind of numerous times kind of keep her from jumping off the handle because you know she, she, I, I think I think she kind of liked the attention anyway. But you know, it it just depends on the situation. Now the one I'm dating now, I don't have to worry about that. She's impo- she's imposing anyway with her being five ten. So you know, she can just look at him and like, all right, I, I think I'm gonna back out. I ain't gonna try this. Mine's six so, one. Yeah. <laughs> So I don't have to worry about that now. I can sit back and laugh. Now I'm going, yeah, you try it if you want to. So, yeah, I got me a big one. (laughs) So, Crystal. (laughs) Me too. What's your reaction as a woman who uh, is in a fight and he's getting it handed to him? He's losing. What do you do? You break it up? You let it, you try to help out? Do you let it continue? Well, that would depend if I have a gun on me. And if I do, then I'm Let's just say you don't. (laughs) Oh, okay. I don't have a gun. Well, what am I going to (laughs) do? Two guys fighting. What the fuck am I supposed to do? Someone call the police. I don't know. You don't want to like to throw stuff. I'm not. No, 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 no. uh -uh. That's, That's something completely different. I'd throw stuff to defend myself, to stop myself from dying. 
but um, in this in that situation, there's two dudes fighting, and nothing I can do. <laughs> and then maybe I have to pick up something if he's losing, which you know, oh, that's fucked up, you know. But um, <laughs> no, nah, I mean, what what can I do except for shoot, you know? Maybe like I said, the only thing I can do car. is maybe pick up something and throw it on him. Throw it on the guy if it looks like he's like beating his head in. But um you know, I try to do I try to stop it. Yeah, I guess I try to stop it, you know. If it looked like, you know, he was about to be killed or something. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so let me ask you this then. What if it's one of your girlfriends, um, and she's getting, you know, hooked up in the worst way. Do you hop in and help her out or you let her take her lumps? Oh no, we all fighting. We're all fighting about that shit. Oh hell no. Even if it gives <laughs> um, even if it's two on one, you're gonna still help out? Hell yeah. Well, hell no, that ain't happening. We uh uh-uh. No, that's that's a different code. That's my girl. No, we all fighting now. Shit, fuck that shit. Nope. <laughs> Tennessee Rich, how do you feel about that, man? If if your boy is in a one on one fight, but he's losing pretty badly. Do you hop in and start helping out? If he's beating the hell out of him, I'm going to hop in. I ain't going to let the man get killed or, or hurt real bad where he's got to go to the hospital. But now I'll let him get a black eye, busted lip, like that. Then once I've seen he's been had enough, yeah, I'm going I'm to go on and step in and be like, no, nah, dog, if, if it's going to be like that, we're going to have to double team your ass because you're a little too much. But, you know, uh, no. Other than that, man, if it's fair, dude's got to take it, man. You got, you got to take that. Okay, but what do you think? If you're handling it, I'm going to let you handle it. But if, you, if you're somebody trying to get the, get the best of you, I'm jumping in. I'm jumping in. So I think I would break it up. You know, I don't think I'd jump in and just start whooping the other person or everything, but I think I'd try to break it up. So I'm like, all right, he's had enough. He's had enough. But all right, so this is and this is a very difficult question to answer these days in 2017. Um, and Crystal, I go back to you. When is a fight over? Um, I guess when they can't move. Or, you know, somebody breaks it up, you know. Um, Usually people know when it's over. Um, You know, when the police come, you know, stuff like that. (laughs) When when someone intervenes, that's when it's over. When someone's had enough, they can't move anymore, you know. That's when it's over. when When is the fight over? Yeah, I mean, the fight's over when, when the other person laying down there and, you know, they're not throwing any more punches, um, you know, what have you. So, I mean, it's, you know, if you put a big, good enough beat down on them, you know, and they put their hands up say, I'm done and all that, you know, it's probably a little bit harder. Well, you know, like you said earlier, it's probably a little bit harder now in today's time because people, don't, you know, people don't like to lose now. So they don't know when to say when. You know, they get their ass whooped, then go home, get a gun or knife, and come back, and you know, come in, you know, trying to sucker, you know, sucker stab you or whatever, or shoot you when you know when your guards down. But um, in today's time, 
I don't think a fight's ever over until you know that this wrestler not going to try you anymore. Um, you know, you. My thought process on that is, if you beat them down enough, make them wish that they never, never even, you know, in today's time, if you're going to fight somebody, you better break something on them. So that way they know not to fuck with you. Because if you break something on them, then you, then they go, all right, I'm not going to mess with this guy here. Because even if I got a gun, this joker might still, you know, do something to me. So I might not want to mess with him. You got to, you got to snatch their soul out if you fight now. You got to do something bigger than what you you you, you would you're accustomed to doing back in the day. So in today's time, I know that you know you like I said you you got to you got to really walk with a big stick if you get in a fight with somebody. Okay, you got that right. Because um, fighting just ain't the same these days. Mm-hmm. It's not the same. You you don't always know when it's over and. Uh, I mean, then you got to worry about retaliation. Uh, it's just too much. It's just too much. It's a long time away from the days where you fought in the schoolyard and then you end up playing, being friends with that person by the end of the week for the most part. Those days are definitely over. But all right, uh, let's see. Next week, um, should be back at 9 p.m. Eastern and to discuss, uh, you know, whatever the current trending topic may be. Of course, we'll get crystallized, discuss whatever um, topic that we may have. Zone coverage is on tomorrow, 9 p.m. Eastern. Maybe a little later tomorrow, just kind of depends. I'll be traveling. But, um, and then, you know, zone coverage, of course, is a staple every Wednesday. Um, up during football season, 9 p.m. Eastern, we talk sports, mainly the NFL, but we'll also get into this fight this past weekend from um, Gennady Golovkin and uh, Canelo Alvarez and um, why I feel like boxing may have done itself a lot of damage this weekend. We'll talk about that tomorrow. On October the 11th, I'm supposed to have James Lights out, Tony. Um, on the show as yesterday, Lights Out Tony was a champion across many weight classes back when he fought. And I probably shouldn't say back when he fought because he just had a, his last fight in May, even though I think he's 49 years old. But he'll be a guest on the show October the 11th, James Lights Out Tony. All right. Something that I just came across that really hurt my feelings. Are you all familiar with the lady, excuse me, the girl by the name of Danielle Brigoli? Anybody? Uh, yeah, the girl in the freezer. And the who? Okay, maybe not. <laughs> She's the Cash Me Outside girl from. Dr. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, sorry. Yeah. The one yeah. that went in on her mom and basically. The epitome yeah, of what, How about that? Yeah, the epitome of what you hate about um, anyone born after the year 2000. Well, <laughs> she is now a multi-millionaire. She got a record deal with Atlantic Records. Um, yeah, due to the it wasn't success, a rumor. <laughs> yeah, due to the success of her recent release 
a single called These Hoes. Um, the video went viral from the video. I kind of like that song, actually. <laughs> I not heard it yet. I'm going to check it out after the show. But I'm ratchet that way. 20, I like those kind of songs. 22 million views in two weeks. And her song debuted at number 77 in the top 100, which means that at age 14, she's the youngest female rapper to ever break into the top 100. So this is a situation where a horrible person has flipped being a horrible person into her in the making multi-million dollars. So I'm going to check out the song to see if it's hidden on anything, but you got to give her her props because she took an unfortunate opportunity and she got paid for it. And um, her name is Daniel Brigoli, AKA bad Barbie, bad baby. <laughs> so. All right. We're going to get into our final thoughts. And Crystal, I shall start with you. Okay. Well, good show. Short. Um, well, first of all, I just I'll I'll comment on you know Catch Me Outside, girl. Um, I I have heard the song. I didn't know you wanted to talk about that. I, I, you know, I try to stay away from some of my topics because I know it gets too you know too much to you guys. So. Yeah, um, nah, we so, don't care. <laughs> yeah, no. Well, you know, some of the stuff I talk about, I know, you, you know, you guys, you like crickets. Like, what? Anyway, um, so, but with her, I had heard the song, and I thought it was hilarious. I thought, it, actually, I thought it was pretty good. I thought it had a good beat and everything. Um, it's, <laughs> it's, you know, I think it's just as good as, Half of this crap is out there now, um, so whatever. And as far as the whole, I know. Okay, first of all, at 14 years old, yeah, what she did totally ridiculous um, on you know coming on to the show. But first of all, your mama bring you on to a show, so what does that tell you? So anyway, you know the apple didn't fall fall far from that tree. That's for sure. And, and of course, there were video, you know, that came out about her and her mother, and her mother was just basically beating the hell out of her. So, you know, how much is this is, is you know, direct from that or, or whatever, or, you know, encouragement to be that way. But, hey, that being that way got her on TV continuously after the, you know, the immediate show was the Dr. Phil or whatever. And, you know... I mean, because that's, that's, that's the climate that we're in. You know, you want to be famous? Well, being famous doesn't just mean, you know, going to acting school or the Juilliard or performing in little clubs and working your way up anymore. Now you need to be famous online, social media or whatever. It's just It has to be something about you that makes a person want to follow you, whether it's good or bad. And now it literally is no bad publicity. If you can come up with the stupidest shit or the most awful shit to say or do, you know, something that can make people turn for you, even, you know, even against you a little bit. But, you know, basically doing what other people want to do 
but they never would do because they have class and sense about themselves, common sense. But it works for you. And it won't happen all the time because there's plenty of people doing stupid shit, but nobody has a camera right or no one knows what to do once they get that first little bit of fame. So her mama knew what to do. (laughs) It continues. So anyway, not saying it's a good thing, girls. Because the one thing, it's like a lottery. It really is. Because, like I said, you can be the greatest singer in the world. Don't nobody give a fuck. <laughs> that's nice, and that's great, and we'll clap for you. But after that, that's the end of it. What else do you got? And that's literally the way character. it is. Yeah, what else? What else? Because it's more than just you're a great whatever, singer, actor, whatever. I want to follow you. Why? Why am I following you? Why, what are you doing? I mean, are you interesting? Are you not interesting? Whatever. I have to connect with you. Your your audience has to connect. And I'm sorry to say, there's lots of audience who who will connect to her. Um, and hopefully, I I do hope that she, this, whatever is not a fluke, and you know she actually does go on and continues whether it's singing or whatever she's doing. And she continues to grow up, learn from it, and, you know, she doesn't become some druggie or something, and, you know, she's dead at 17. I mean, I hope hope that doesn't happen. I hope it's, it's a turnaround situation for her. But meanwhile, I hope R. Kelly know, hits on her. I'm just kidding. Uh, well, <laughs> he has his own problems right now, as he always had. But, but anyway, um. Hey, I say go for it. You know, you know, you gotta ride that wave while you got it. You know, and you do. If nothing. And if nothing else, in the end, shit. You look back and say, well, that was some shit. But guess what? I can look forward because now I got a few million dollars in my bank account. If you spend it correctly, and you don't fuck it up and all this other shit, and just buy a bunch of bullshit. Um. You know, and that's all you'll have left or have to give back once you're finished with the ride. So so we can only hope. But meanwhile, yeah, I think the song is just as good as any other damn song out there. So, you know, there it is. But I will look forward to next week and whatever topic you may have. So, peace out. Thank you, Crystal. Mm-hmm. Tennessee Rich. Good show, man. Good show. Uh, I enjoy being back home, doing my thing here, listening to everybody's opinions about things. Uh, Crystal, yeah, you're right about that. Uh, the Cash Me Out girl, she she rode her wave. She she got on her wave and rode it. Got the money. That's the way it happens. And these kids, I tell my artists all the time, man, nobody cares about your music being good. All they care about is what you can do. What can you give them? Like, you know, you have to have character. You got to create some kind of character for these people to buy into. If you got to sell a brand, you know, it's almost like a product. And they, they, you know, these these cats around here not understanding. They think that their music's going to make it, and because it's so great, you can have the greatest song in the world. But if you have no character, you're not going to get there. And uh, you know, so I commend her for doing what she did. Yeah, it's sad, especially now with the way music is. It's trash, you know. So 
you know, these these guys get on there. I mean, I mean, I don't know if any of you guys listen to any of this rap, but that Twenty One Savage, man, Jesus Christ, God help, please. I I, I just, man, <laughs> God, I, you know, I I I heard him and I'm like, it sounds like I swear, it sounds like back in the day in the '90s when my homeboys we'd all get together and we'd be recording. And you'd have that one guy that just started rapping. I, I'd be down the street. I'd be serving. I, I'd be doing. That's what he sounds retarded. I, I mean, God, music today, these rappers. Yeah, crazy. I know. There's a lot of them like that, too. Yeah, what, 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 what? And, and, they're, what? and they're all from Atlanta. Yeah. Stop <laughs> it. Yep. Stop it. <laughs> but, you know. I'm serious. Show, Atlanta is the garbage rap capital of the world. There's so much yep. trash in that city masquerading as talent. I mean, they yeah. got some folks that don't even rhyme. They drink <laughs> so much of that damn codeine, their minds are gone. They're zombies. Yeah. Zombie rap. Yeah, true that. Uh, 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 what, what, what? You know, it's crazy. What was the name of that song, Bank Bank Account? My God, this, were people hearing what he was I was like, Man, when I heard that song, I was like, my son was in there singing. I was like, oh, my God. Seriously, <laughs> is, is that a local or what? You know, Jesus. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> yeah. That's about all I got to say about it. Hey, man. I appreciate it. Glad to have you back on in the mix. Buck, shut it down. Great show as always. Good to have to see John and Chris Long. Um, I wanted to do. I want. I didn't want to say anything about the show in particular. I wanted to say something a little bit different. Um, I saw some pictures today. Um, our veterans, you know, they fight for our country, and there, these veteran hospitals and emergency rooms are absolutely deplorable. I'm actually waiting for some pictures to come. Through and we we need to post these on Facebook and on the website, on the TTQ website. When I saw the emergency room in Biloxi, Mississippi, of the Veterans Hospital, and what they what their rating room was like, was absolutely mind blowing. Had one chair in there. It was so dirty that you could see the dirt even with the picture not blown up. And then once they got into the emergency room area. When you go into any of these hospitals, St. Dominic's and Jackson, or whether you go to you know Sacred Heart here or whatever, um, Baptist Hospital, whatever hospital you have in your in your area, you have band aids, you have you know all the necessary you know you have a plate for sterile syringes, you have a place for the used syringes and things of this nature inside where all of this stuff was supposed to be looked like some urine was there that had dried and no supplies at all. So my thing is this. We need to get, you know, the President Trump claims he's doing something for our veterans, but no president has done anything for our veterans for a very long time. So it's up to us to get the word out so they'll start doing something for our veterans that fight for our country. Because the conditions of these veteran hospitals is worse than a third world country. So it's up to us to get the word out so they can make the changes for a veteran. My dad's a veteran, and if this is the kind of stuff that they 
have, you know, have you sitting in waiting to be seen, and they wait. You know, they usually have you, and Biloxi also, they have a internship at that particular veteran hospital and come to find out that they have a lot of people die there waiting on, you know, health care. Up until five years ago, the health care, you could go, if you're a veteran, you could go to any hospital. Now they make you just go to the veteran hospital, and it's an act of Congress to get the right kind of treatment for whatever your situation is. It has to change. So when I get those pictures, I'm going to shoot those to you, Q, so that way you can post them on Facebook, um, post them on the T2Q site as well. It was absolutely unbelievable. So let's, you know, let's see if we can get our veterans better. Don't care, because they fight for our country to make sure we get to enjoy freedom. But great show, and everybody enjoy the rest of the week. Thank you very much, sir. I appreciate that. And all right. I want to thank all of you for joining tonight's Talk to Q radio show. Um, follow me on Twitter at Talk to Q. Go to my website, talktoq.com, and sign up for the email newsletter. And that way you can keep up with when the show's coming on the air and what we're discussing. Um, let's see. Again, when it comes to fighting, Fighting should be a last resort, okay? So don't think violence is how you solve problems. It's, it should be an absolute last resort if you're trying to re- defend yourself, most notably. Um, we just got, we have too much violence going on in this world. We're so desensitized to violence to where nothing seems to phase us anymore. So um, I think that, you know, you teach your kids to defend themselves. And if everyone is doing that, then no one is on the uh, offensive. So, all right. Everyone have a great night. We'll talk to you tomorrow if you like sports and zone coverage. Everyone else, we'll talk to you next Tuesday, 9 p.m. Eastern. Peace out. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? Let me thank you for having me on your show. It's so awesome to be here with you and all your listeners. My name is Quincy. And this is my show, the Talk to Q radio show. Call it, go ahead. I was told that I was a man-eater. I never really have a lot of pity for females when it comes to relationships. It's almost like posting a blog, except I'm doing it live. Now, let me bring Amanda on the line. I didn't realize she was holding there. Amanda, what's going on? Thank you. Hey, everybody. Does that make sense? I like that. I'm going to say that again one day. Oh, my goodness. Oh, that came out. Oh, all kinds of freaky. That's not what I meant. (laughs) Follow Q, guys. Thanks. Peace out.